All right, if you take God's precious word now and turn to the book of Proverbs, book of Proverbs chapter 3, God willing we'll be expounding verses 19 and 20, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 19 and 20. Tonight, Solomon is going to give us some wisdom about wisdom. How about that? Wisdom about wisdom. He's going to give us some great insight into the connection between the wisdom we seek and the earth we live in. Okay? In verse 19, Solomon says, The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth. If you would take your pen and underscore the word founded. Founded. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. When we read about God creating the earth in the book of Genesis, you know, and God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw the light was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, and God said, let the waters separate from the land and the dry land appear. And we just start reading that and we're in awe at the mighty power of God. Let there be trees and there's trees and creeping things and birds and fish. And, and so it was. And it almost sounds or seems like, especially if you didn't know different, you were to just start reading it, you'd almost think there was some... Uh, that God had some great magical powers, you know, that he could just speak these words sort of like a magician's, uh, uh, what would you call that? Spell, magical spell, abracadabra, and poof, you know, something happens. And, uh, and it, But it's not like that. There is no such thing as magical powers. The only power there is belongs to God. There's no magical formula. God's power is the only power there is. And any power that we see in nature is merely power granted to nature, which is God's creation by the God that created it. But when we think about God speaking these words in the book of Genesis and causing everything to appear, naturally we're going to think about the amazing power, boom, that just created it like that. I've heard Christians jokingly say, oh, I, I believe in the Big Bang Theory. And then someone says, really? And they say, yeah, I believe God spoke and bang, it happened. world came into existence, you know, just like that. So we tend to think of the creation in terms of words and power and instant results when God speaks. But Solomon is telling us there's so much more to the creation than that. You wouldn't think to learn about the creation of the book of Proverbs, would you? But we are tonight. Solomon says, the Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth. Power without wisdom. That'd be like having energy without a power grid. You ever thought about that? Power without wisdom be like having energy without a power grid. I'd hate to have that. It'd just be out of control. 
Now, if you would, uh, take your pens, because Solomon's going to give us three principal things that creation consists of. Three principal things that creation consists of. You might think, well, there's dirt, there's gas, there's carbon, there's this and that and the other. Uh, That all came from some things. But creation didn't come from that. Before all that, there was nothing until God made it. Three principal things that creation consists of. So, if you would, take your, uh, take your pen and first underscore the word wisdom. Now go down and underscore the word understanding. Go down a little further and underscore the word, can you guess it? Knowledge. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Now, all of these words are used somewhat interchangeably in the book of Proverbs, just kind of different shades of the same color, if you would, different angles of looking at wisdom. And we need to understand that before all else, before time, before space, before matter, before time, space, and matter, before water, sand, and air, before light, darkness, heat, and cold, before all else, creation was composed of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. That's amazing when you think about it. Solomon said, the Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth. Everything must have a foundation. This building has a foundation. We stand on our feet. It's the foundation for our skeletal structure. Buildings stand on pads uh, or stones in some places or piers and beams. But they all have a structure. And the earth stands on the wisdom of God. It's amazing. But we must understand that the earth we dwell on is founded this way. God created the world by His Word. Right? He spoke and it stood fast, the Bible says. So God created the world by, this, by His Word. And His Word is full of Wisdom and power. So the earth we dwell on is founded upon wisdom. Now Solomon says, by understanding, look back in the text, by understanding hath he established the heavens. Understanding is another word for wisdom. And as wisdom is the foundation of the earth below us, It is also the establishment of the heavens above us. In the beginning of verse 19, if you haven't already, underscore the word founded. Founded. Now go down and underscore the word established. Founded is the basis of creation. Established is the building 
upon that foundation. You have the earth here. It's founded upon wisdom. And then everything built up. The, the heavens were established. It means they were erected. Erected by his understanding. They were set up. The Bible says the heavens were stretched out. And they were arranged that way by the understanding of God. Solomon says, look now in verse 20. By his knowledge, the depths are, underscore this, broken up. Broken up. All these are key words. And the clouds, underscore the two words, drop down. Broken up, drop down. So by his knowledge, the depths are broken up and the clouds drop down due. What Solomon is describing here is the rain cycle. The rain cycle. In God's great knowledge, you ever thought about the rain cycle? How incredibly detailed and how well thought out it is? We, we just think of rain coming and Rivers flowing. We, we may not give a whole lot of thought to it, but God had a whole lot of thought in it. In God's great knowledge, He designed large bodies of water. That was His plan. The depths that are broken up. That's what Solomon's calling the depths. He designed these large bodies of water to be broken up into these minute particles. Particles that are so small that... A large portion of water in that minute, uh, in that minute uh, capacity could easily be transported by means of air travel. You ever thought about that? I mean, a huge ocean, a huge lake, or even a little, little puddle in your backyard. God calls that water up. Millions and millions of pounds go up into the sky. Average rain, rain clouds about a million pounds. About the weight of a freight train. And God calls it up in these little minute particles. And He can send that, that, that incredible weight at amazing speeds through air travel. It's fascinating. All around the world. He designed it so the small particles would rise above the earth, leaving the body of water where they were. As they leave the body of water they came from, guess what else happens? The water molecules are cleaned. And then that clean water reassembles from those particles and goes into this form of gas in the sky and collect together. And, and they travel the location God chose for them to go. And when they get there, and God has them reassemble in the form of liquid. And then he sends them back down to hydrate the earth again. Hope we get to watch that in action this weekend. It's amazing. It's absolute genius what God did with the rain system. Unlike man, God had no pattern to go by. You ever thought about that? Men can only discover things in nature and then copy what they discover. They see a bird fly, oh, maybe we can make an airplane. But God had nothing to copy. God is the original maker of all. Everything in creation is a masterpiece. 
So underscore these words uh, in your Bible as we mentioned. And if you haven't already broken up and dropped down. So we have seen God lay the foundation for the earth with His wisdom. We've seen Him build upon that foundation and raise the sky up uh, upon that foundation. And, and, and put a system now of operation in place. That's what we're looking at is the, the waters go up. And then the waters drop down. We're watching the operation of the earth, you see. The, the foundation of it. The establishment and erection of the, the creation to where the expanse goes out. And all of the heavens are placed in order. And the orbit goes into place. And now the operation locally upon earth here with a rain system. So we have founded, established, broken up. Drop down. Understand then that the earth you live on was founded on wisdom. It is built on wisdom. It operates by wisdom. So understanding that when a person walks foolishly in this world, they are walking contrary to the direction the earth goes. Does that make sense? A few weeks ago, I dropped my wife off at the airport in Dallas. When we go to Dallas, we like using, if possible, Love Field. I like center on Southwest. Not a real big American Airlines kind of guy. Don't like DFW. But we went there, and one of my favorite things, I don't like Love Field either, but one of my favorite things when we go there is when I park in the parking garage. Y'all know what I get on in the parking, when I get up out of the parking garage? Anyone know? Y'all travel there much? I go to the skywalk, man. The skywalk. Anyone ever been on the skywalk? Does anyone walk on that conveyor belt? That's fun. So, so the conveyor belt's going this way, and it's designed so that when you walk on the conveyor belt, it's already going that direction. So as you walk, it then exponentially speeds up the speed you're walking. I get on there and... I feel like I'm walking 20, 30 miles an hour. It's fun. It's, it is. It's fun to me. I live, I have, I live large, folks. And so we, we walked the skywalk going into the airport. And I noticed that on the way back, there was it, it's Dallas. Everything's under construction in Dallas. Don't matter what it is. There was a section of the skywalk traveling back to the, to the garage. Not the whole section, but a, a portion of it that was... Out of order. So I enjoyed the whole thing all the way down. And we said our sad goodbyes. Tammy was. She cries her eyes out every time she has to leave me. It's amazing. So I drop her off. And as I go back. To the, to the parking garage. Through the uh, skywalk. I'm enjoying walking at my fast speed on that skywalk. And then. I get to that portion. That's broke down. And so most people just walk across it normally and at, at the speed they normally would walk. Not your pastor. Not your pastor. Like I said, I live large. Instead of going on that regular section like a normal fellow, I decided I'd have a little fun. I decided... To go get on the other section that was headed back to the airport. Which required me of course to do what? 
I had to run. So if I ran at a slow pace, then it would be like a treadmill. I wouldn't go anywhere. I had to took off running down that thing. And there's other people in there. They're probably thinking, look at that crazy guy, you know. But I was fun. I was having fun. So here I was, a 54-year-old man, looking like he's in his 30s, running in the opposite direction that the track was going. And I made it across that section just fine. But you know what? It was a whole lot harder for me to do because I was walking contrary to how the track operated. And for the few people that saw me, I'm sure I looked pretty silly to them. But you know something? What God allowed this silly guy to do, is that was fun to me. What he allowed this silly guy to do gave me a really good example when I started thinking about it. And I started reading this proverb. Everything in our world functions on the wise principles of the God who created it. Wisdom allows us to see the direction the track is moving and prosperously walk thereon. Foolishness blinds us to the direction the track is going. It causes us to, to go nowhere in life. You're just running on that track like on a treadmill. Just wasting your time in life and, and spiritually uh, in the kingdom of God getting absolutely nowhere. Or maybe getting somewhere, at least in your mind. But you know what? You exhaust yourself trying. And you know what else? You look pretty silly to the wise people who know differently. Who are seeing you walking contrary to God's will. So when the world neglects the knowledge of its creator. Do you know what it's doing? Remember, it's founded upon wisdom. It's erected, established, built up upon God's wisdom. It operates based on God's wisdom. So when the world neglects the knowledge of its creator, it destroys its own foundation. It tears down the building that God's established on its own head. That's what the creation does. It walks contrary to how the creation operates. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6 says this. This is what God says. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Not for lack of education. But for the lack of the knowledge of God. Not having the knowledge of God causes them to walk contrary to the, the, the wise operation of creation. And they destroy their foundation. They pull the, 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 the creation down upon them. Romans chapter 1. The Apostle Paul explained why the unbelieving world is so backwards. We have some people in leadership right now. That are so foolish. I, I don't know if y'all have noticed this. But whatever situation arises. 
you can know exactly what they're going to do. All you have to do is figure out the most logical, simple thing that they could do that would be best for the country. And rest assured, they'll do the exact opposite. They will. Paul explained why these foolish people are the way they are in Romans chapter 1, verse 28. Romans 1, 28, he said, They did not like to retain God in their knowledge. That's a lack of knowledge God was talking about. Where it says that my people are, are, are destroyed, they're, they're perishing due to lack of knowledge. Paul said they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. In other words, which are contrary to the operation of creation. That's why our world is falling apart. This is why the whole earth in the end will experience great catastrophes that you see in the book of the Revelation. Because the foolishness of man will finally pull the creation down on his head. And the gospel takes the wisdom of God in Christ and makes that creation you again. Recreation. We are born again. The earth is created again. It's God's wisdom in Christ that made me a new creature. It's God's wisdom in Christ that will give us a new creation. This is why Solomon says we should seek the wisdom of God. Because then we can see how God has laid out the tracks. Then we can escape the destruction that lies ahead. And we can enjoy living in the wisdom that now is by God's design. We'll go ahead and stop there tonight. And Lord willing, we'll take back up next Wednesday. What an amazing insight that Solomon gives us tonight. When we look at this earth, the physical earth, we think of time, space, and matter. But you've got to ask yourself, okay, the creation's composed of time, space, and matter. But what is time, space, and matter composed of? The wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. Brought to you by the power of God. Given to us by the grace of God. And because of that, now you know why God loves us so much. To tell us to run away from foolishness. And to seek and embrace the wisdom He so freely gives. Father, we thank You for Your precious Word. I thank you, Father, for letting us know about your wisdom. Thank you for founding the earth on wisdom. It's foolishness, Lord, that has set it off track. It will be wisdom, Lord, through Christ, who has been made unto us wisdom, your word says, that will put it back on track again. 
And I pray, Father, in the meantime, Lord, as we're waiting for this to be put back on track and made new, that you'll let us walk not according to the foolish course of this world, but according to the wise course of the God who created it and founded upon wisdom. And Father, we ask it in Jesus' wonderful name. Give us that wisdom, Lord. Give us more wisdom about wisdom. Lord, we are by nature foolish creatures, ignorant creatures. But Lord, we pray that you'll give us wisdom. Give us great understanding. Help us to appreciate and seek your knowledge. We ask it in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen.